This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a genuine pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we do appreciate those of you who have tuned in to watch today. We likely have some watching today who watch every time we're on the air. Thank you for being a loyal uh, viewer of Getting to Know Your Bible, and also those who may be watching today for the first time, we welcome you. Now today on our telecast, we have an important topic to discuss, and it's entitled, Back to the Bible. What is involved in going back to the Bible? Is there any reason in the 21st century that we should even be discussing a subject entitled, Back to the Bible? You stay tuned as we discuss it today. Now on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. I'd like to emphasize this course is free, and we want you to have the opportunity to learn more about it. We want you to learn how you can receive it. So let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. As a basis for our study today and on the subject of Back to the Bible, I would like to read a passage from the Old Testament from the book of Jeremiah, the sixth chapter, and in the 16th verse, something that the Lord said, Stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. The distinctive plea of churches of Christ throughout the world is to go back to the Bible, to speak where the Bible speaks, to remain silent where the Bible is silent, to have a thus saith the Lord for everything that we attempt to do and teach and practice in matters that pertain to the soul. And we are pleading with honest, truth-seeking men and women all over the world to join in with us in going back to the Bible to restore first-century Christianity in the 21st century. We, we must return to the Bible. We need to get back to the fountainhead of truth, and that is the Word of God. John chapter 17 and verse 17, the Lord said, Thy word is truth. So we go back to the fountain of truth, which is the Bible. There is so much confusion in the world today that many people wonder what is true and what is not true. 
Try to imagine, if you can, a group of people out in a forest, and they are beginning to get thirsty, and they find a very beautiful stream of water. And when they try to drink some of the water out of that stream, they find that the water is brackish to the taste. The water looks as though it's polluted in some way. And so they begin to try to determine why it is so. Why is it brackish? Why is it not good to drink? And so they began to go upstream. And when they began to go upstream, they find other small streams that are coming into this stream of water. And from those side streams, there comes pollution. And so they go back beyond those streams coming in to the very fountainhead of that stream of water. And when they get to the point where it has not been polluted by all of these side streams, they find the water to be pure and sparkling and good to the taste. The, the religious world has been corrupted. That is, these side streams have come in into the fountain of truth. And they have brought in doctrines and teachings and traditions and ideas that men have manufactured. And they have polluted the stream of divine truth. We need to go to the source, and that is the Bible itself. We need to go back to the Bible. But why would we suggest that we go back to the Bible? Let me give you some obvious reasons. One reason we should go back to the Bible because it is such an easy thing for people to drift from God and from His truth. Drifting is a possibility. In the second chapter of Hebrews and in verse 1, we are exhorted that we should take heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should drift away from them. There is the danger that we will drift from God, that we will drift away from His Word, hence go back to the Bible. We should go back to the Bible because it is so easy to forget what we have been taught in time past. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 9, Peter said, He that lacketh these things is blind and, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. It's an easy thing to forget. We may have been taught certain things in years gone by, but we have forgotten them, so we need to go back to the Bible. We need to go back to the Bible because man has ever been prone to depart from God's way. That's always been the case. Paul wrote about departure in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. He said, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that, that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith. And so he talked about those that would depart from the faith. And so we need to go back to the Bible. When he was addressing the Ephesian elders in the 20th chapter of Acts, beginning in verse number 28, he said to them, Take heed unto yourselves 
and all the flock over which the Holy Spirit hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. He was talking about departure from truth. So we need to go back to the Bible to prevent that. And then a fourth reason I would suggest this of why we should go back to the Bible is because man is completely incapable of directing his own affairs. He needs help. And the Word of God supplies that help. We live in a world pillaged with darkness. And the Bible furnishes light for the man in darkness. In Psalms 119, verse 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, light unto my path. Jeremiah said it best, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh, direct his steps. So we need to go back to the Bible, back to the word of God. And the days in which we live when many people do not believe the Bible, or if they believe it, they don't read it, they don't study it, I believe that the plea to go back to the Bible is very relevant. But what does it really mean when we go back to the Bible? It's well and good to talk about going back to the Bible, but what does that really mean? Well, first of all, I would suggest that means that if I go back to the Bible, that I have accepted it as the inspired Word of God. And indeed it is. In 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, Paul wrote, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. So the Bible is not a book of fairy tales. It is not a book of human fabrication. The Bible is the inspired Word of God Almighty. To go back to the Bible also suggests that I accept the Bible as the sure foundation of our faith. How do we receive faith? Some think that we receive faith in some miraculous way. But how do we receive faith? If I want faith, how, do I how can I determine the source of my faith. In Romans the 10th chapter and verse 17, Paul wrote, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So when I talk about going back to the Bible, that means that I've accepted the Bible as the sound of sure foundation for my faith. In John the 17th chapter, verses 20 and 21, Jesus is praying to his Father in heaven. And he says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Faith comes through the teaching of the word of the living God, this inspired word that we're talking about. But to go back to the Bible also means that I accept the Bible as the basis of unity. It goes without saying that there is confusion and division in the religious world today. So many doctrines that are being taught that are contradictory one to another. So how can we have unity? We need to go back to the Bible. That's the source of our faith. Let me read from John chapter 17, 
one more time. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. The only way that we'll ever have unity, religiously speaking, is by going back to a standard. All follow the same standard, and that standard being the Word of God. Someone says, well, you have your ideas, and I have my ideas, and I have my opinion, you have your opinion. Well, I, my ideas and my opinions mean nothing. It means absolutely nothing. But I need to go back and find out what is it that God would have me to do. And so when I go back to the Bible, and I talk about going back to the Bible, I understand that if I will stand four square upon the Word of God, but we can all speak the same thing, and that there will be no divisions among us. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10. Furthermore, to go back to the Bible means that I am going to preach God's bidding. And that's what God instructed Jonah to do when he went to the city of Nineveh. And he told him to preach the, pre the, the preaching that he bid him to preach. And what we need to do is to say those things today that God would have us to say. And, uh, you know, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and uh, 4, rather in verse 2, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. We need to preach. But it's not enough to say that I'm a preacher. I must preach the word of God. And I tell you something on getting to know your Bible. I need to be able to show you from the Bible that what I'm telling you is true. And it's not enough for me to speculate. We do not need to speculate about our souls. We need divine truth. So go back to the Bible. To go back to the Bible also means that I learn to speak the language of heaven that I call Bible things by Bible names and, and do Bible things in, in, the, in Bible ways. 1 Peter 4 and verse 11 reads, If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. And so when I talk about going to back to the Bible, that, that means that I'm going to speak as God would have me speak. I do not have the right to just to tell you what Billy thinks. Because what I think may not be in accord with the Word of God. And I'm not going to tell you how I feel. Because the way I feel may not be in accordance with the Word of God. So go back to the Bible and learn to speak as the oracles of God. Furthermore, to go back to the Bible means that we learn to speak according to the law of God. In Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20, there the prophet said to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. A failure on our part to be governed by the law of God will plunge one into moral and spiritual darkness. Oh, it is such an important thing to be guided by the Bible. This is our guide. This is our manual. This is our handbook, as it were. 
And this is what God would want me to read and to study that I might learn how to live my life in order that I might please Him. So we go back to the Bible. We go back to the Bible to speak according to the law. And a failure will cause us to be in darkness. But then to go back to the Bible also suggests that I, I, I can understand why people are in error. And there must be some error somewhere. David said in Psalms 119 verse 104, I hate every false way. Well, why are there false ways? Why is it that people err from truth? In Matthew chapter 22 and verse 29, Jesus said to the Sadducees, Ye do err, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. We need to know what does the Bible teach? What does the Bible say? The only way we can know is by going back to the Bible. Furthermore, to go back to the Bible suggests that we learn to do where the Bible says do. Uh, two women were at a service one day. One was leaving early. The other was coming in late. And the woman, woman coming in late said to the woman that was leaving early, is the sermon done yet? She says, it's been, it's done, but it ain't, it's, it's been preached, but it ain't been done yet. Well, there are lots of sermons that have been preached that have never been practiced. But when we go back to the Bible, and we really mean it, we will start doing what the Bible says to do. You know, James 1.22 says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. It's not sufficient just to hear the Bible. We need to learn to do what the Bible tells us to do. Jesus said in Matthew 7.21, this was in his great sermon on the mount, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Those who will go to heaven are people that do the will of God. They go back to the Bible. They learn to do what the Bible says to do. In Revelation chapter 22 verse 14, John said, Blessed are those that do his commandments, that do his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life, may enter in through the gates into the city. And furthermore, to go back to the Bible means that I understand that one day I'm going to be judged by the Bible. That is in light of what it teaches. In John chapter 12 and verse 48, Jesus said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my word hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. On the last day, I'm going to be judged in light of what the Bible teaches. I'm not going to be judged by the, the consensus of, of the majority of people. I'm not going to be judged by some uh, church somewhere. I'm not going to be judged by a group of preachers. I'm not going to be judged by my opinions, my ideas, or my theories. I'm going to be judged by the Word of God. And hence, it is important that I go back to the Bible. In Romans, the second chapter, in verse 16, there the Bible says, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men according to my gospel. And there's a great day coming when we're going to stand before the judge of all of the earth, give an account of our lives to him. And on that particular day, 
We're going to stand there and our lives will be judged and to see if they are in harmony with the Bible. We're going to be judged in righteousness by the man whom he hath ordained. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ, Acts chapter 17 and verse 31. But what does it mean to be judged in righteousness? And what is righteousness? Well, in Psalms 119, verse 172, the Bible says, All thy commandments are righteousness. And if we're going to be judged in righteousness, and his commandments are righteousness, or constitute righteousness, then I'm going to be judged in light of what the Bible teaches. Thus, go back to the Bible. But in the beginning, I said we would like to go back to the Bible and restore first century Christianity in the 21st century. Well, why don't we just go back to the Bible and restore the New Testament plan of salvation? Now, if we were to go back to the Bible to restore the New Testament plan of salvation, what would we find the Bible to teach? We would find the Bible to teach that we must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, the Bible says, He came to His own, and His own received Him not, but as many as received Him, to, to them He gave the right to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. So those who believe on Jesus Christ have the right to become the sons of God. Now you can't become what you already are, so I know that we're not sons of God merely because we believe, but because we do believe, we have the right, we have the power, we, we have the prospect of becoming a child of God. It is important to believe. And then we must be willing to repent of our sins. Godless sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world worketh death, 2 Corinthians 7 and 10. So what is that repentance that brings salvation to an individual? It's when we're willing to give up the sin in our life. The word repent means a change of mind for the better. If I'm going in the wrong direction and I repent, not only do I cease going in the wrong direction, I turn and I begin to go in the right direction, doing the right things. And it is imperative that we repent, and it is God's desire that we repent of our sins. On the day of Pentecost, when people asked, what shall we do? The very first thing Peter told them to do in Acts 2.38 was repent. If there's ever been a people since the world began that needed to repent, surely it must have been those people who called out for the death of Jesus Christ and said, crucify him. But then we are just as guilty of his death as were they. He died for my sins. In Acts the third chapter, in verse 19, Peter, in talking about conversion to Christ, said the very first thing you do is repent. He said, repent and be converted. So we must repent of our sins or we will perish, Luke 13, verse 3. And the Bible teaches not only must we believe in Christ and repent of our sins, we must be willing to confess our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In the 8th chapter of Acts, Philip the evangelist was at the chariot side of this man from Ethiopia, preached to him Jesus, Acts 8, 35. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water and the and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And this is the confession the man made. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
He commanded the chariots to stand still. They went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. So you see, before a person is to be baptized, they acknowledge their faith in Jesus Christ. Notice he did not say, do you believe that God for Christ's sake had pardoned your sins? Had he made that type of confession, he would have been saying in essence, I believe that God has saved me and now I'm going to be baptized. But that's not what happened in Acts the 8th chapter. The man was asked to confess his faith in Jesus Christ. And so should we today. Add that is if we go back to the Bible. So when we go back to the Bible for the New Testament plan of salvation, we learn that we're to believe on Christ and we're to repent of our sins and we're to confess our faith in Jesus Christ. But as we go back to the Bible to learn what one must do to be saved, the Bible teaches that we're to be baptized. 1 Peter 3 and verse 21 says, The like figure, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Peter said, Baptism saves us. Well, the, the saving power is not in the water. The saving power is in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it is in baptism that our sins are washed away in that blood. So Ananias told Saul of Tarsus in Acts the 22nd chapter in verse 16, And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Friend, have you ever had your sins washed away in Jesus' blood? Aren't you willing to, to exalt the Bible in your life, go back to the Bible, to, to do Bible things in Bible ways, to be sure we have to do that. Go back to the Bible. I want to encourage you, if you've never obeyed the gospel of Christ, if you've never become a New Testament Christian, may I urge you with all the love of my heart to put Christ on today in baptism. Galatians 3.27 says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, did put on Christ. And friend, that verse just means just exactly what it says. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Back to the Bible. What a wonderful plea for a world that is in confusion today. Think what would happen to our world if all honest people throughout the world, sincere people throughout the world would say, we're going to start going back to the Bible. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Coming to Faulkner has been one of the best decisions of my life. Not only have I had the chance to meet many great professors, but I've had the chance to be educated by them and become their friends. I had the opportunity to serve the community through Faulkner service programs. I really enjoyed using my talents by helping others. At Fulton University, we seek to educate the whole person, including mind, spirit, and soul. That's what makes us different. Visit our website today to see what Faulkner has for you. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to 
Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible. <laughs>